From Greenville, South Carolina, we present... Let the Bible Speak. Let the Bible Speak is the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, preaching Christ in all His fullness. Once again, to Let the Bible Speak, featuring messages from the ministry of Dr. Alan Cairns, founder of Let the Bible Speak Radio Ministries. On today's broadcast, Dr. Cairns will continue this series of studies in the life and earthly ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. We'll hear from Dr. Cairns shortly. First of all, we invite you to enjoy this devotional thought from the pen of the great 19th century English preacher Charles Haddon Spurgeon as found in his collection called Morning and Evening. Our text for this morning is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 12. Let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. It is a curious fact that there is such a thing as being proud of grace. A man says, I have great faith, I shall not fall. Poor little faith may, but I never shall. I have fervent love, says another. I can stand. There is no danger of my going astray. He who boasts of grace has little grace to boast of. Some who do this imagine that their graces can keep them, knowing not that the stream must flow constantly from the fountainhead, or else the brook will soon be dry. If a continuous stream of oil comes not to the lamp, though it burn brightly today, it will smoke tomorrow, and noxious will be its scent. Take heed that thou gloriest not in thy graces, but let all thy glorying and confidence be in Christ and his strength, for only so canst thou be kept from falling. Be much more in prayer. Spend longer time in holy adoration. Read the scriptures more earnestly and constantly. Watch your lives more carefully. Live nearer to God. Take the best examples for your pattern. Let your conversation be redolent of heaven. Let your hearts be perfumed with affection for men's souls. So live that men may take knowledge of you, that you have been with Jesus and have learned of him. And when that happy day shall come, when he whom you love shall say, Come up higher, may it be your happiness to hear him say, Thou hast fought a good fight, thou hast finished thy course, and henceforth there is laid up for thee a crown of righteousness which fadeth not away. On, Christian, with care and caution. On, with holy fear and trembling. On, with faith and confidence in Jesus alone. And let your constant petition be, Uphold me according to thy word. He is able, and he alone, to keep you from falling, and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy.
In the 18th chapter of Luke's Gospel, the Lord Jesus Christ presented a parable to the end that men ought always to pray and not to faint. If ever there was a time when believers in the Lord Jesus Christ needed to pray, surely it is now. The moral condition of our land, the apparent powerlessness of our churches, cry out for God's people to seek the Lord earnestly for revival. To encourage true Christians in the urgent need to pray, let the Bible Speak is pleased to offer, free of charge, copies of a powerful message by Jonathan Edwards, one of the greatest Christian leaders and thinkers this country has ever produced. The title is typical of Edwards' time, A Humble Attempt to Promote Explicit Agreement and Visible Union of God's People in Extraordinary Prayer for the Revival of Religion and Advancement of Christ's Kingdom on Earth. Don't let the title put you off. This is a message for this hour. In a 20-page booklet form, Edward's sermon calls upon believers to unite in earnest prayer for God to come in reviving power upon His church. The great revivals of history have always come as the result of fervent prayer. 
sometimes on the part of just a few Christians who were burdened to seek God for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit and revival power. That power is still available for those who will seriously seek it. To obtain your free copy of this message, you may call us at 864-244-2408. That's 864-244-2408. If you wish, you may email info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. Or you may write to Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615, and ask for Edwards on Prayer. The address again is Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Ask for the message Edwards on Prayer, and we'll be happy to send you a free copy. Today on Let the Bible Speak, Dr. Cairns will conclude a message called Christ in the Valley of Griefs. Descending from the Mount of Transfiguration, Christ found his disciples unable to help a father whose son was demon-possessed. Among the many lessons to be found here, Dr. Cairns has shown, first of all, that Christ entered this valley of grief with his grace and power. Then, by healing the boy, Jesus demonstrated the glory he earned on the Mount— In addition, we'll see that the experience of Christ's grace and power are tied to the faith of his people. As Dr. Cairns will emphasize, true faith is the knowledge of God's word and will. It is by faith that the victory is won over Satan and the world. The Christ who was transfigured on the mount is the same one who will be with his people in the valley. Now Dr. Cairns brings the conclusion of this message, Christ in the Valley of Griefs. I forget which old preacher it was who spoke of churches that were as orthodox as hell. Because hell's the most orthodox place outside of heaven in all the universe. You know, there's no atheists in hell. There's no deniers, deniers of the divinity of Christ in hell. If they were that on earth, they changed their minds when they got to hell. There's no disbelievers in the power of prayer in hell. They understand it now, not that they want it, desire it, or have repented, but my, that's an orthodox place. And there are churches that are just as orthodox, but there is nothing of a vital faith that moves mountains, that touches God, that brings us into the experience and the joy and the glory of His grace and power. Yet that's the condition. Faith. Believing. Believing the promise. Believing the one who made it. 
Do you know there's a great encouragement here for the Lord Jesus in talking to his disciples about their lack of faith, said that's the reason your unbelief robbed you of this experience. But, you know, there's an encouragement here because if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, the smallest of seeds, you could move mountains. In other words, littleness of faith is no hindrance to Christ. You remember what I said about him responding to the imperfect faith of this boy's father? The Lord Jesus is now using that. And he's saying, look, if you have faith, that man had faith, and yet he said, help my unbelief. That man had an imperfect faith, but he had a real faith. If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you'll find that it's not the amount of faith that counts, it's the one in whom that faith resides that counts. The trouble is, this is the lesson we've got to learn. You'll see it in verse 29 of our Bible reading this morning. And if we neglect prayer and become complacent, then we'll not even have a grain of mustard seed faith. Notice the two things, prayer and fasting. Prayer ties us to the Word of God and trusts God and His Word. Fasting is the repudiation of the flesh and submitting everything to the will of God. And that is the way of faith. Now, I said this is not making ourselves believe. That's not faith. Make believe belongs to Hollywood. Leave it there. And I want to just say a word about something else. It's important because there's a lot of rubbish being taught today about this. Faith is not the Hindu or Eastern mystical practice of visualization. There's a lot of that talk going around, especially in charismatic circles, that faith is you getting alone, getting your eyes closed, letting your mind go, and you're visualizing the fulfillment of the thing that you're asking for. And if you can visualize it, you're more or less bringing it into the realm of con the concrete. It's going to happen. That's not faith. That's heathenism. That's heathenism. Faith is the knowledge of God's Word and God's will and an implicit trust in both. And I want to make this clear to you. Satan, this is the joke. It's a sick joke. It's not a funny joke. This is the joke of the so-called charismatic revival. Where they're casting devils out here and they're commanding Satan to do this and jump through hoops. Satan will never flee before our fanaticism or our make-believe. But thank God he will both flee and fall before the faith of believers in Jesus Christ. With that powerful assurance, then, just let's get our eyes on Christ. 
and pursue a powerful, vital faith in him. For that's the only way you're going to see his work and his grace and his glory in your life and in your situation. This kind does go forth by prayer and fasting. There is an experience of grace for you and for me by faith in Jesus Christ. Now let me sum it up. I think I can speak for you all when I say we'd all like to live always in the mount. It's nice to have the mountaintop experience where you'll see the glory and have it in constant view. Sometimes the Lord gives us a sight of that glory to encourage us. Sometimes, like Peter, James, and John, you're brought up into the mount. But you know, always, 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 and this is the will of God, always, we must go back down into the valley of griefs and groans. Why? Because that's where sinners dwell. That's where the need is. That's where Jesus operates. That's where lives are transformed. That's where we live by faith. That's where we exercise faith so that we may serve with power. We must go back down into the valley of griefs and groans. But unless we're moved by faith, and I want you to see this, unless we're moved by faith, we will feel Christ. And do you notice this? The disciples in the mount, Peter, James, and John, feel Christ even surrounded by his glory. And he had to rebuke them. Let us build three tabernacles. And God the Father said, enough of that. Listen, this is my beloved son. Hear him. They failed him in the mount. Lack of faith. They failed him in the valley. Lack of faith. Unless we're moved by faith in Christ, we will feel him whether in the mount or in the valley, as did the disciples. But if we go into that valley, he'll go with us. And there we will confront all the sorrow and all the sadness caused by Satan and caused by sin. But why would Christians be unwilling to go there. I believe in personal separation of life. I don't believe Christians should look like the world, walk like the world, talk like the world, go the way of the world. I believe in personal separation, just as I believe in ecclesiastical separation, another subject that I'll not get into now. But I do not believe in Christian isolation. I always get worried when Christians want to form little monastic settlements, that here we are and we're, we're physically withdrawing from the world. The world is too dirty for us to touch. Well, if you're not going to touch it, who in the Savior's name is ever going to touch it? 
The Lord Jesus went where those people were, not to partake of their sin, but to bring them His grace. And I tell you, if we go into that valley, we will confront the sadness and the sorrow caused by sin and by Satan. But if we take the Savior with us, thank God He's able for every situation that we will encounter. If we believe Him, if we trust Him, He let us see His saving power at work. And He'll crush Satan. And He'll set sinners free. I trust you'll get that side of Christ this morning. For today, He's at the right hand of God. The glory has been permanently earned. So what are we to do? We're to be like those disciples whom Raphael painted down in the valley below and we're pointing the distracted world to Jesus. He only can do guilty sinners good. We may feel men, but our message is He never will. May the Lord give us a sight of Christ this morning. Christ in the valley of our griefs, bringing to us the glory of His omnipotent grace. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Let's all pray. Our gracious God and our Father in heaven, We thank Thee for the Lord Jesus, and we bless Thee that He was willing to come into this world to save sinners. We think of the words of the old hymn, Oh, what a Savior that He died for me! From condemnation He hath set me free. He that believeth on the Son, saith He, hath everlasting life. Gracious Savior, we bless Thee for coming into this world of wickedness and woe to save us from our sins. We pray, Lord, that Thou wilt reach out to those in this meeting who are without Christ. O God, we pray that Thou wilt let sinners know the depth of their sin and their offense against God, the guilt of their condition out of Christ. And we ask in Jesus' name that convicting them of sin, thou wilt bring them to the Savior. O Lord, bring them through to Christ today. We ask in Jesus' name that thou wilt save the lost. And Lord, we pray that thou wilt restore the backslidden. How tragically true it is that some who used to pray barely pray. Lord, how true it is that some are living on the fumes of a past experience. Oh God, our Father, forgive us our sin. Forgive us our backsliding. Forgive us our prayerlessness. Forgive us our selfishness. Forgive us our unbelief. 
Father, we pray that thou wilt do this. How often the unbelief of God's people injures the seeking soul as it did in the passage we have been reading. God, have mercy upon us. Heal the backslidings of thy people. Restore our souls. Lord, give us, we pray, a renewed faith by a renewed vision of Christ. Oh, Lord, we pray, take us out of this place, convinced that he is able to save to the uttermost all that come unto God by him. Lord, help us to bring them. Remember the prayers that go up to thee from parents praying for their children, mothers, fathers praying for their offspring. Remember equally the prayers of children praying for their parents. Remember us, Lord, as we lift up to Thee those with whom we come in contact, men and women and boys and girls, racked by Satan, ruined by sin, going to eternal destruction. Lord, we pray, give us grace by faith to bring them to Jesus. We may see Him do the miracle of grace in their lives. So hear our cry. Part is now with thy blessing. Keep us in thy fear and grant that grace, mercy, and peace will be our portion now and evermore. We ask, giving thee our thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America. We hope you've enjoyed and benefited from today's program. We are here as your servants for Christ's sake. If we can be of any further help to you in the things of the Lord, we invite you to contact us. If you would like to receive our booklet, Separated Unto the Gospel, a booklet that sets forth the beliefs and standards of the Free Presbyterian Church, you may have a copy free of charge, simply for the asking. Our mailing address is Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Our email address is info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. If you would like to learn more about the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, we invite you to visit our website, www.fpcna.org. That's www.fpcna.org. This is Charles Kelsch saying thank you for listening and inviting you to join us again as we Let the Bible Speak. <laughs> 